What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 21 of High Input Games. Today, below me, again, DJ Mike, and to his right, Nick the Wild One Gun. You guys are watching another episode, and we're going to dive in deep to another bit of news, games, and reviews. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in yet again for us. We're going to take this thing to the moon. And a little bit of housekeeping before we do dive into the news, I want to let you guys know that depending on what you're watching right now, there's plenty of ways to watch uh, some previous content or if you want to watch us live. I'm going to dive into a little bit of that uh, on YouTube, High Input Games. You can check out every podcast we've done all the way from the very first one, although we don't recommend it. Um, and uh, if you are watching we on do YouTube, recommend it. We, we do. Go ahead and check we those do. out, but uh, don't judge us too harshly on those previous ones. But uh, if you are already watching on YouTube or you're watching on Facebook, uh, you can check this thing out live on High Input Games or twitch.com forward slash High Input Games, where you can catch us every day, every Wednesday, not every day yet, but every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And uh, soon to be on Spotify, hopefully, fingers crossed, if we can work out all the kinks coming next week. So. Appreciate you guys sticking around. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash high input games and uh, show us some love. Hopefully we can get you guys some pretty decent content to make it worth your time. But for now, you have us here for free on Twitch live every Wednesdays at 8. So now that that's out of the way, guys, how you doing today? Mike, what you up to it down there, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I uh, had a little bit of late night gaming last night, uh, just trying to get some more hours in with one of the games we'll be talking about today. I can't um, wait to hear more about it. It looks interesting. Well. Yeah. What about you, Nick? How you been this week? What you been diving into? Oh, dude, I've been great. Thank you very much. Uh, hope everyone else has been doing good too. I've been playing a lot of VR, like a lot of it. Really enjoying that purchase. Well worth the money. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, a lot of super hot VR, which I absolutely think is a sweet game. I think it's really unique gameplay. Uh, a lot of Arizona Sunshine. Uh, again, fantastic single player mode, at least as far as I'm at. I just made it through the mines. They've got a unique part in the game where you use a flashlight in one hand and your gun in the other hand as you make your way through the mine, which is pretty interesting. And then to cap it off, obviously, a little Half-Life Alex, which is incredible. So really been just jumping all over the place. And you know what? One little extra game that I played today was um, that Kingspray. And, uh, and man, did I really enjoy that too. Mm. If anybody out there has like even the slightest creative urge to know what it's like to spray paint, it is fantastic. I'm going to check that out after the podcast. Actually, you've really been selling that in the pre-show. I think it's I'm going to check so that good. out. <laughs> That's like awesome. It's so good. Well, now that the greetings have been discovered here, we're going to dive into our news segment of the game, which is going to be called What is News Gaming? So uh, we have three stories today. All of them kind of correlate with one another, so they're going to kind of go quick. Um, one of the first biggest news stories that we uh, had break over the week uh, was that Google shuttered their internal Stadia game studio. That is problematic for about 150 game developers that were quote-unquote poached from other uh, competitive development companies. Um, according to uh, IGN here, we have a, a statement by them that says, In a blog post, Phil Harrison, general manager of Google Stadia, said, Instead of investing in original games, which can be pricey to create, Stadia will work with third-party publishers to help them bring their games directly to players on Stadia. Stadia users will continue to be able to play games on their service, and Google will continue to bring new third-party titles to the platform. 
So, uh, Nick, maybe we'll kick it up your way. What do you think the impact on this is going to have on Stadia's platform and their user base? Well, here's where I'm looking at it. After listening to what you just said from that, that um, what was that? Was that a press conference that was put out? It was, Either a, way. Yeah, it was a blog post Phil Harrison responded to. There we go. So to me, this looks like Stadia's saying like we we want to double down on being your exclusive streaming service we want to be the guys that can bring you a reliable streaming service where you can play the games you already love um i don't disagree that it is uh, a monumental task to make exclusive games just look at how uh how the difficult task that is being tackled over at uh, microsoft with all of their uh, lack of exclusives uh, it's a difficult game to get into, especially when your main competitor, PlayStation, has uh, so many. So I don't, I don't think this is a bad thing that they've decided to close a couple of internal studios. It is a terrible thing for the loss of jobs, especially in today's current climate where we're at with the uh, work industry and everything. It is a, it, I, I, I really do worry for for people that are losing jobs in this time. But as far as the question is, staying on topic with Stadia. I think if they're going to double down on this service, um, you know, that's a good start. What do you think, Mike? You agree with that statement? Um, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, we don't really know what we missed, right? Uh, it, it's unfortunate that a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of good, good, good game programmers and designers lost their jobs. I Absolutely. think most of those people were probably. I think with how games are going to go this year, I think they'll be looking for pe more people. I think they'll get jobs. I don't think that'll be too mm -hmm. much of a problem. I think a lot of game studios are looking for more people because of how they're having to branch out and work remotely and stuff like that. It requires Absolutely. more people. Um, but, you know, it's not too much of a surprise. Google's kind of known for doing things like that, you know, buying things like Project Aria for Motorola and, and scrapping it and Google Glass and it happens it happens with google mm -hmm. we don't and like i said they we have no idea what kind of games they were working on whether they were actually working on any games it's yeah. been in business for two years and we have we have no idea what they were doing we don't so, even have a demo we have nothing i i i i i it sucks but i don't even know whether i'm sorry or not no <laughs> Just, i completely agree i don't know what to think about it it's too. weird if they didn't if they didn't have uh a canceled god of war-esque game if they didn't have something that they had teased uh, if anything, this would be um, in their benefit for the first time, um, mm -hmm. you know, because they didn't jump the gun and say, we are, we're working and we're ready. Remember when they first launched, they said that we are going to be the premier platform. And many people said, you should have launched in a beta. Just tell people that you're not sure. quite ready. And then when you are ready, you'll be able to, to tell people that's the reason it was performing in that way was because it's a beta. I do well, believe they got a little bit ahead of themselves in this regard by not having said, we have this slate of 50 games coming out, 40 games, 10 games, five games, whatever. They just said, Hey, we were trying to work on some things and didn't right. really go through, you know? Well, and, and, and let's be real. So we all know that cloud gaming is the future. The future <laughs> as everybody says, every, we keep hearing that consoles will be gone and everybody will be playing on a smartphone that is see-through and transparent just like in the movies right <laughs> all right in their so, flying car <laughs> in our flying car yeah. which i thought was supposed to happen a couple of years ago but whatever um you know we i think maybe there's another way to look at this maybe the adoption rate of cloud gaming for google just wasn't enough yet 
it's that's I think that's highly possible. I think most people either still play on their computer or they play on their console or they, you know, that's just that's just how it is. I think a lot of people who cloud game also own consoles, but put more of their time into their consoles and, you know, getting into things for later, maybe play remotely on their own devices instead of using one of those cloud services because some of those services work very very well well let me ask Um, you something here right because doubling down on what you're saying here if that's the case right they're not saying we're taking away from our cloud-based service they're doubling down on their cloud-based service and deleting their in-game studios which i find a bit surprising i'm on a different spectrum where i believe that there's a huge market for you know new ip there's a huge market for newly developed games and by google saying like they could have just wiped the next Bethesda, you know what I mean? By not giving any kind of hope or credence in these 150 developers that they poached. And I find that interesting that they said, hey, there's more money in allowing these third-party studios to use this service that may or may not come to fruition just yet. And they wiped the 150 developers that they had as a proprietary asset. And that that's different. I, I, I don't know where their head's at with that. I know there's probably a lot of overhead in managing 150 game developer salaries, but... You know, I think there's a little bit more potential in what you could what you could generate over give it enough time, but they just probably didn't have as much faith in those developers as they needed to have to make it worth the risk. But it is it a shame. Board, for them. And it could be pressure from a board too. Who knows? Yeah. You know, a big thing is Google hasn't actually released what their user numbers are. I, I was reading that in Yahoo the other day. And for Stadia. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. That I think if you, you think they want to. Who knows? That could be a tactic, but you would think that they would want to if it's a good number. If know? it's a, well, so. that's the key question there. If it's a good number, that's maybe an indicator that it's not a good number. You know, but there and, was no guarantee that these two studios were were going to be the next Bethesda. I mean, sure. there are many, many studios out there, and there are far and few between. There, you know, how many AAA ones that really stand out above the uh, above the rest? And if these two studios that they had put all their money into. And we're not going to name drop studios, but if they were just ending up becoming just an average game, which I I mean, let's compare it to when uh, I watched uh, some content on Netflix the other day and it was received well, right? It it was great, Uh, but it wasn't fantastic. And they said the reason that these shows get forgotten is because of in the today's culture, there are so many great things, so many fantastic things that good and great is not good enough anymore. That's and fair. if these two studios were just great, but they weren't the best, they I understand why they're thinking to themselves like, listen, we don't we don't we don't have to keep this going. This isn't working. This isn't gonna be profitable sure. for us as a company. I, and I know I we always talk about that. that. Yeah. When it comes but to the bottom risk. line, yeah, it's a it's a huge risk. And they're already seeing that that triple A developers like C D Project Red can have a hard time releasing a game. And so, I, you know, that's that's actually a very, 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 very yeah. good point. They just and, and and you know, instead of making that type of a, they also have a board they have to answer to, right? You've got 150 people that you're paying to sit in a room and maybe have a hit game. Maybe it's yeah. a risk, or you and release it about, and it tanks your about, stock. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about pleasing your investors. If your investors sure. are all having board meetings with the head, and the head is saying, "Listen." This isn't going to go where we think it's going to go anymore, guys. Maybe the investors too say, "Eh, not right now." You know? Yeah. I I'm 
I'm looking at a quote here that says the cloud streaming technology will be the will be relevant in years to come and Google should look to license the technology to other companies or wait out the video game industry until new console cycle grows long in the tooth, he said. Wow. So they're really doubling down on cloud-based servers being, you know, mm -hmm. they're the go-to. If I may, this pivots pretty well into our next headline. Um, that That is uh, something that you can kind of segue us into this, Mike, if you will, because I know you've played on the service. Um, as, as a lot of us are aware, I'm sure Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has stepped down as CEO and gone into the executive chair position. So still a power position, but giving up his baby into the hands of uh, his newly named CEO, Andy Jassy, who's been with the company almost as long as Jeff Bezos has. Um, now, uh, Amazon has a cloud-based server uh, gaming service called Luna, and I know you've played that, Mike. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Amazon has not really released a whole lot of uh, games based out of Amazon's gaming studios, but Andy Jassy, oh. the newly named CEO, has sent out a company email earlier in this week addressing some of the failures of Amazon Game Studios. In the email, Jesse admits that the vision has made some mistakes, but also reaffirms Amazon's future in making video games and decides to double down on some of the uh, void left in the wake of Google's uh, cancellation of their gaming studio. What do you think about that? I find that to be very interesting. Um, I, I actually think that's kind of exciting. Uh, the only other company that I could think of that has the the money to back this right. other than Google is Amazon and Amazon's got money to blow. So why not? And they have um, Luna already. Yeah. They have Luna. They've got the, they've got more servers than probably anybody in AWS. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't see any reason why this can't be a swing and a hit for them if they do it right now. Unfortunately, Amazon's had some problems. Crucible wasn't a big hit. It, failed right. had really bad feedback it just wasn't a great game um but try again they also Why had not? a few games that they canceled as well that they did yeah they, they, yeah they had i want to say more than a few i want to say there were like five mm -hmm. games that they canceled there was mm -hmm. one big mmorpg they might still be working on it i actually have to check on that i want to say that that game was still was still going on did it get canceled going? i I thought it might have been. I, think, I could be wrong that, about When you that, brought I, it up I, then, and I remember they were they were slating it as the next big thing, and mm -hmm. I think it just was never, you know, to come to Yeah, fruition. and that and that figures. Um, sometimes sometimes is, it's just too big. Is um, it possible it, that these games have now gotten too big to be worth the risk? That no. Now it's costing, you know, tens of millions of not. dollars to develop them. No? You think it's... No, because yeah. you can still make an amazing game like Out of Wilds with a small budget uh and it can still be well received it just depends you can no longer make a totally triple a game and and drag your and feet fail. and be like oh yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna you cannot have areas in the game that don't match everything in a triple a polished way which i think is just holding developers to a higher standard we're now saying like if games can be as perfect as this there is no excuse there's no excuse for you to fill uh, the game with side content that is unrelated to the story. There's no excuse for you to send us on a grind fest so we can level up to a certain level to get a sword, to get a shield, to go get the next boss. There, you, you give Now that the pacing has been developed in video games by Red Dead Redemption and by God of War and by uh, even VR games like Alex, we're finally getting into an era, I believe, where um, developers are saying, I want to be like them. 
You know what I mean? I want to be, I want to be as successful as that. I want to sell, you know, my shark cards as, by the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, you know but is mean? it, like, is that toxic to the game development industry when there could be a game developer out there that they may make a B or a C, but that's okay. And that's perfectly acceptable. It doesn't all need to be a triple A game. It can be something I mean, that is a little bit yeah. more receivable that they need to take the pressure off well, these developers to just be creative. I don't, I don't because know, man. They're not going to spend seventy dollars on a C. No, this is not no. acceptable anymore. Right. Nobody expects anybody raised. to make a seventy dollars C though. And but I guess we're like talking more indie C? style. I'd buy a twenty dollars C on Steam. Right, which we have right. many times. Right. But I, I just mm -hmm. don't, I, I don't think that there needs to be too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I know there. We want to hold the developers' feet to the fire, right? I agree with that. I just think that. Yeah, they're... but what if that C allows that developer or whoever worked on that game the next time to make a fucking triple A? That's what. That's, that's I what I, I'm trying to say. That right. we give them the flexibility to get the C out of the way. No, you know? Mike's like, saying. Mike's saying, hold them accountable, and then they will make a better game the next time. No, no, no I'm saying let them make a C. Let them make a I C. Mean, put it out. Don't cancel them. them. Like if, if, I'm, if I'm a chairman of a game development studio and I'm looking at their game and I'm going, guys, this is a C at best. It just won't sell it very well anymore because we have so many great. I mean, games we say in that genres. Uh, so like, I, like, like Journey wasn't a it was a super well received game but it wasn't a super challenging game right but what if Absolutely. journey got canceled because super... journey wasn't a 10 they wouldn't know because they are 10s what i'm saying is abzu not a super challenging game but super well received you know what i mean when you make a good game a subnautica if they'd have just made a really poor version of subnautica that was like a six out of ten you never would have looked into it the fact that it was well done that the story was well that the crafting was well done that everything fell into place all these key elements in a video game you don't want one thing to be broken and you're just like yeah the game's awesome i don't think but, like, it should be broken but as a as a writer right i think that sometimes you, you strive gotta, for your best always strive for your best but sometimes you don't hit the mark that doesn't mean you should cancel that the book that you're writing right? i agree you should I get agree. it out of the I way agree. and get to your masterpiece you know what i mean i like, agree that's... and there are some there are some games that that, get, that do come out i mean i can name a, a, a bunch of games right now on the game pass that are not that are there are seven out of tens, fives out of tens, whatever, eights out From of tens. From studios They're that good. went on to make ten out of ten. That, no, you know? and, and 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 even even if they haven't gone on to make them yet, there's plenty of companies out there that are making games. But I do believe that nobody sets out to make a game anymore with the uh, let's just make a quick cash grab. And I think that's because we've held them accountable. I believe that's the minute fair. we don't yeah. hold the feet to the fire, people will start to say well, we can overlook this section where now video games go, you know what? I don't really think we can, and I don't think we should. You know what I mean? And so I like that. I like holding people accountable because it does mean better games, and it means better um, work environments for the developers down the road, hopefully, um, because we're, you know, we speak up for everything in the video game industry. We tell, when people aren't working too hard, we want to ask why they're not getting the vacation time. When people are making poor games, we want to know, why they're charging $70 for this game that isn't equally as good as the $70 game that you can buy over here that is, you know, better. Let alone if it's an exclusive. You know, if you've got an exclusive game that is $70 and it's amazing, and then all the other games are $70 over here and they're just good, it starts to eat away. You realize this isn't... Well, that's cool. where it kind of comes down to our stories about, about Google and Stadia, or I guess Stadia in, in general, canceling out their game studios where... They gave up on him, I feel, far too early. And that that's my personal opinion. I, I mean, I get what, what you guys are saying about, you know. Super expensive to develop It's games. expensive. I'm, it's a risk. It's I mean, a big risk. But it's a big payout if you can get it right. And it takes a long time. We're looking at 
Hogwarts uh, legacy being um, delayed. Yeah, but I yeah, but Nick, I think you're talking about triple ACs. I'm not talking about like EA putting out some of the shit or crap that they've put out, you know, recently. But uh, you know, I'm talking about. I, I don't know, some unknown game studio or, or something like that, or a, or a studio that's only got like four or five games under their belt. Like, I don't mind them putting out a $20 C. I'll probably even buy it. It All might things, have a good story, but, but, but maybe but, bad graphics. But, or I, maybe, don't want them, I, I, don't but I don't want them to put out, a, I don't want them to have known it was a C when they put it out. I want them to, yeah, but in how, their yeah, mind but to believe what are you going to, they have to believe it was yeah, good but How enough. can you know that somebody, how can you know if somebody okay. made an idea and went and here's the you, deal. I can play a game and I know if it's good. They know when they've made, if one. you looked an idea of Katamari Damacy, which is the game where you roll around and collect the entire world, <laughs> you'd probably game, be like, well received. Yeah, but when you're looking at this game idea, yeah, if you're I'm the like, chief, hey, you're, if you're the this, chair, I've got yep. this idea. We're gonna roll <laughs> around the world, okay? <laughs> We're gonna roll around the world here with this guy. He's just gonna eat the world. That's it. it. That's all you I do. Get it. I get it. And I'm sure, I'm sure there were some people in the office that were like, "This is strange," but I'm sure there <laughs> we're were gonna do more it. people in the office that were like, "This is badass. Let's go for it." All I'm saying, and they probably <laughs> believed it was badass. This is what I'm talking but about. But how do you know I, if? They oh, they did. And that's why it's so special to so many people. And I believe that if we oh, man, I think you're asking for a lot. Well, like a, well asking like a lot. for developers to be no, passionate I think, about their no, projects. No, no but they are passionate. The developers too, are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might be passionate. They might love the game. If you're telling me these 150 developers, if they're looking into the development cycle and these companies that they've decided to make from scratch have done nearly nothing with their time in two years or have, you know, started a game half done. We don't know that it was nearly nothing. We don't know what then we don't know the details, but we do know that video game development is difficult and they must have looked so into the you don't want everybody to make it. This ET. is going to take too long. <laughs> ET. And yeah. ET, you're, you're trying um, to, that's what you don't want. You don't want people to be like making ET and be like, Oh, this is a great game. Like, we all know this isn't a great game. <laughs> like, why are you not saying? even but that? I, don't, I truly I don't think believe most games I could look up like on that. the Steam store right now and I could find a game that is like a cash grab. I feel like it doesn't feel like there's any passion in it at all. It's just another. I mean, you could even compare the sports games to that. Until somebody holds these sports franchise games accountable, they will continue to come out every year and there will just be roster updates. And if we go the way that you you're, guys are no, suggesting, you're, you're we are going to be playing right. games like Grand Theft Auto with new cars in gta 6 only i agree with you and that does kind of transition us into our third story here with ea games in the crosshairs for being probably the biggest culprit of giving us a rinse and repeat year after year however they're doing something a little different this year and uh maybe a little bit about holding their feet to the fire here but they're bringing the ncaa back into the franchise uh marketplace so college football will be back look up the do you have the last time the ncaa was up or 2013 Oh, that's 2013. So, uh, there, there, uh, now it has not been brought to the table because there has been a bunch of, uh, confusion whether or not the, uh, college players will ever get paid for obviously their involvement in these titles. However, there was a release about that. Um, this is from the New York times. It says, although scores of colleges stand to gain financially from the game's return players, at least for now will not be paid nor will their names or likenesses be used. But with the NCAA inching towards new rules on how students may profit off their fame, specific players could ultimately appear in the game. 
So uh, we're going to have a bunch of random players playing around, but we're going to have colleges that we recognize. So the colleges will stand to profit from the game. However, the players will not, with exception to probably a few all-stars, which is... Oh, I'm shocked about all of this. <laughs> yeah, never saw right? this like, It's coming. like, we're yeah. only going to pay the guys who we think would Deserve sell it. the game. Right. We don't need to give everybody money, a piece of the but we'll yeah. take a few wide, wide, wide receivers. We'll take a few quarterbacks. We're going to take a few defensive ends. But we are not trying oh, to Oh, come pay on, Nick. What's a hundred million dollars these days? Yeah, right. We're not trying to play that guy who just made it onto the team, who's third string, sitting on the bench. He's getting paid. I wonder how this is going to develop as far as like signing contracts, you know, signing bonuses for big players, like being able to negotiate terms on being used in certain titles like this. Yeah. So, so is that how it's going to work? Is it going to work like, okay, so let's say Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the Jaguars, right? Mm -hmm. As the first pick. All right. And now Trevor Lawrence gets approached by EA going, Hey, do you mind if we use you in the NCAA game for last year? Yeah, that's exactly. That yeah. Hey, work? we'll pay you ten million dollars now that you're no longer in college. You know, we can make this contract with you. That's insane. Yeah, but the NCAA is not going to want to put out a, a player that was in college last year. Like, is the draft you know early? That's my question. Was could we, would it be uh, April the draft? Draft in April? Oh, see, so it would be I'm tough. If you, it would be, it wouldn't be that tough. If it drafts in April, the game releases in September. So you've got to have that game out and ready to ship by september basically it's the fall is when we get our sports games april so yeah. so yeah i mean i i just think i mean that you it's could, gonna get you real know it doesn't have to be it. it doesn't have to be nameless players it could be all the people that are playing right now in the nfl but just their college oh no because wait hold to. on i was thinking incorrectly even if they got drafted chris is right by the time the game they won't comes be out, in college anymore no one, yeah it's no they the won't next, but maybe that you next just year, yeah allow those players to be i don't know that's weird they're gonna have, their names or likenesses will not be have, used like, according Joe to Bo them. I think they've really, I think they've protected Joe. themselves from having to pay everybody in this. They will yeah. still have likenesses and they will still have sportsmanship deals with like Gatorade and the kids or whatever, but it's going to be only the people that they pick and choose just so they don't have to shell out all this cash to all these players. It's going to be like NBA, think, NBA 2K with, you know, just LeBron James or just a Kobe Bryant with I, a bunch yeah. of randos, you yeah. know, like that's, mm -hmm. that's very strange. Uh, I mean, kind know. of what it's like when you watch a random college football game. Anyway. Yeah, right, where you only know about two of the players. Anyway. I mean, it yeah. doesn't really matter, right? Because can you make your own character and just name him whoever the hell you want? Oh, yeah, you of can. Course. I remember I mean, that so. was one of the great yeah, things about also, yeah, great. The so... thing about, uh, NCAA was that it was a big running game because the passes weren't so guaranteed like they are in Madden. So it, you played the game different. NCAA was all about the run game. Yeah, so I'm good. excited to see what they do with it. I'm glad they're bringing it back. I mean, that was one of their most beloved titles that, you know, everyone's been screaming about for a while. So they Hopefully have confirmed they put to bring a lot it. of attention into like the band and stuff as well. So you get that loud band themes of each of the colleges as you're entering the stadium. Oh, no, one. Nick. No, Nick. You're oh. not going to get bands that are of the likeness. They have to be different cool. bands. Just, no, give cool. those, just give me the authentic team. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so guys, our news segment, I think we can pretty much go ahead and call that one a wrap. Uh, there, there's quite a bit going on as far as uh, Google and Amazon and now uh, EA with their NCAA. However, there's some games we can actually play today that I think I want to talk about a little bit. And uh, we spent a little time in some new games this week. Uh, Nick, I'm going to start with you. You said you spent a couple hours in this one. Uh, and Mike, I know you have a little bit to discuss as well. There's a new game on Game Pass today called Prison Architect. And uh, right can, 
Can you give us a little breakdown on what this game is about? I'll pull up some gameplay videos so the viewers can uh, check out what this game looks like. <laughs> well, basically, this game is, uh, it's a, it is exactly what it, it says. You are the prison architect. You, it's your job to build more facilities onto an already existing prison, at least in the tutorials, where you, um, uh, you build the foundation to the extra buildings, you hire the guards, you... Uh, set the guards uh, search rotations or their um, patrol paths there's ways to go and go to a subsection of the video game where you're now beneath the the top layer of the prison and you're connecting the power so you have to upgrade the capacitors on the power grid and lay cable from the power grid to the prison cells or the execution room um mike take it away what did you think you just you were enjoying oh, it. Oh man, I I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I I actually really love this game a lot. Um, it's mm. really funny because when you first jump into Prison Architect, you're like, "What the hell am I playing?" It looks like somebody just did a bunch of cardboard cutouts and threw them on the screen, and they're just walking yep. around. Kind of reminds me of an episode of South Park a little bit. <laughs> I agree. Uh, if I had a comparison, right? Especially the so, early days. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's really. It, <laughs> It's hard to talk about this game without laughing because it's so funny, but it's really, it's kind of a deep game. So the game starts out with um, you having to build uh, uh, a building for an electric chair inside of this prison, right? And I mean, you gotta, you gotta build out as far as the ground. It has to be set to be that area. Uh, uh, you have to build the walls inside of the, the, uh, what do you call them? Um, the interior walls inside the building. The interior walls inside the building. Yeah. I mean, you have to designate that that interior area is for either a cafeteria or a, a, a execution area. It's it's just it's wild. It's your choice to, to put it, the building materials in there. And it all is built is. in real time. You have the yep. choice to fast forward time and slow down mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and it's the story that actually kind of gets me a little bit because the story is pretty deep. You know, it starts say, off yeah. with you executing a guy who murdered his wife and, and her her secret lover. lover. And it turns out that the lover that gets killed by the husband that you're executing is actually in the mob in the next scene from a mobster that almost gets killed by a fire. It's just it's crazy how in-depth this game is for something that seems so so trivial trivial and so simple um it's i really, really like the art style when they did dive yeah. into the story how they kind of go into these polaroids of like actual like comic book style design and uh gory and um vulgar yes. and okay. didn't expect that i expected this to be kind of like a sing-songy children's game and that well is one reviewer that i saw the that, that, that had played the game said that he had focused so much on his prisoners needs that he had increased cell space he had given them better food he had increased the wreck time so they could play outside yeah. longer and only to find out at the end of the month that the prisoners had taken his kindness and and started tunneling out of the tunnel because they've snuck materials in while they were so many of upgrading them. <laughs> the prison. And they had like 15 prisoners had escaped through this tunnel that he didn't find because he was too busy giving them more of what they needed. And then he that was the moment when he realized prison isn't about giving them what they want. 
it's keeping about them giving them what they need and keeping well, them in line. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's what's really interesting is that it's about the balance between the two, right? Because yeah. you can't be too hard on them and not give them food or else they're going to riot constantly and, and, right. and try you to kill everybody. You have to call the and... fire department, Chris, when there's a riot and they have I to come and part. you have to send each fire. Yeah, you played it too. That's where so... I got to that. I got that far where I got to the fire department part and the, and the mobster that was in the fire. But I... I like he's my, like, I know one of you, my sons, did that fire, fire. burn me, and they're like, "Oh, I'm taking the mob from dad." <laughs> <laughs> and then if, and then what it actually turns out to be in that shower room is really interesting. Did you actually get that far to I see didn't get what that happened? Far. So what happens is one guy's in there and he's like taking a shower, and it's so funny that it shows the character with like his shirt off, and it's, <laughs> it's the way that those characters are drawn on screen are hilarious. Um, so it's one, the one guy, the skinnier guy is in the shower and the fat guy comes up behind him with a knife. And he's like, he's like, I, the skinnier guy's like, I, I knew you were, I knew it was you that started it. And he's like, no, 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 you started it. Cause, or I started it cause I was trying to kill you or something like that. He was going after the fat guy. And so the skinny guy has somebody else come up behind him with a, with a, uh, like a, a rope wire. to choke him out yep. with a wire to choke him out. And then Rocked. he ends up stabbing the skinnier guy and then the guy with the he ends up killing the guy with the rope and the guy with the rope shoots him so they all like everyone pass out everyone pretty much dies in that shower scene one guy lives i don't know whether he how how if he actually lives i didn't get that far but the, what happens in that scene is crazy it's just crazy how much depth that story has well well either and way I I, you know this game for a free game on game pass and it being a simulation game you know because it's like uh it reminds yeah. me very much of like uh, city skyline as far as the in-depth how you got to set the zone complex incredibly this complex. game reminds me of a 90s game called sim tower where you had to look after oh. the motel rooms and they would get cockroaches and stuff. And this, yep. the, the art style and everything just screams. Um, um, yeah, micromanaging. And I thought Chris would really like it because it's not... Okay, here's the thing. We, this cycles back to the news. How it's like, they didn't make this game. Like, eh, we're not going to do a power grid because that's too much. We're just going to do a top level. And, you know, we're not going to do these Polaroids. This takes too much time. Let's just keep it as this... They made a game that they thought was genuinely kick-ass. That had everything. Gave it an 8. Had every, every of bit of what it's they got, wanted to put in it. It's got, it, it feels like you're playing an early video game of The Sims, mm -hmm. right? Like, I can imagine this game evolving yeah. years down the road into this grand-esque Sims-type game where you're, like, building it in detail. Um, but, but it really does feel great. It does. It, it's everything about it. The complexity. I love the complexity to the interiors of the buildings. I mean, that you have to go as far as to building meal tables for them to hand out the food. And then you have to build the cafeteria tables. And then you have to build the benches. And then you have to have bins and janitors. I love that you had to set a designated area for the garbage to be picked up. I love that you yeah, had to set agreed. a designated patrol routes for your um, security officers. That was a cool And for your, for your police officers. I like yep. that you could set them to go like this and like this and then like that and like this and then and i liked adding the lights to the property and seeing the yeah the lights, that's really neat uh, everything lit up even more and more and more it was glowing at night i just thought everything about the game could scream to me in the when i first played it like you're not going to like this nick this is not your <laughs> art style but as i started to realize that it wasn't just some like we said earlier, cheap ripoff of what could be a sim management game, like you would probably find on the Apple Arcade or the Play Store. 
this game is great. This game has been well it thought is. out, and um, and, and it was fun to play. It's a seven-year-old game. Would you believe really? that? Came out really? in 2014. Would not well, believe that I, at all. That's when I saw awesome. IGN right. gave it an 8.8, .8, I figured it was before they had changed their review scales, which was fairly recent. Um, but still, so, phenomenal score. And had that been reviewed by IGN, now that's a 9 out of 10. That's so a some, 9. Mm -hmm. Something I find really interesting is that this game, uh, the developers for this game is a company called Introversion Software. And it's founded by three friends, okay, who met as undergraduates at the Imperial College of London. All right, and they called themselves the last of the bedroom programmers due to them working out of their homes. And it's funny because I feel like that story for a game like this makes sense. That really and it comes full circle with today's right. industry, right? Right? They, right? They, they the, happen to be the, the first. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. Right. The first of the bedroom programmers. <laughs> first um, of the bedroom programmers. So while while like that, that was released seven years ago, there is a game that was released uh, very recently that Mike here has quite a bit to discuss about. Oh. That is now on Game Pass. Uh, we discussed it last week, but it is here now, and we have a little bit of gameplay. To talk about and that's the medium uh i know your yeah, wife yeah. i'm hoping you have a gameplay video yeah so that's actually why i don't have nearly as much to talk about because my wife is hogging that game for me <laughs> she will not let me have it i actually came home today and found her playing that game before i got home she'd been playing it probably for about half an hour and she'd already been screaming about being killed because she didn't know what she was doing really so I, yeah no no i'm kidding she knew what she was doing she just no, I'm saying she was at home playing it before oh, yeah. you got home is what I'm like. That's because as so our viewers know, Brittany is not herself a gamer. So for her to be diving into this game full till is it says something about the quality. I didn't of even game. know. I didn't even know she knew how to get to a game on my Xbox, my Series X. So that that was surprising enough. She even got to it. So but really it. This this is kind of an interesting game. I'm hoping that Chris can bring up some gameplay for I'm it. I'm playing some gameplay wanna, right now. I want to see it on screen. Um, I do like how they you're when you sent the picture of your wife playing it. There was a split screen where the yep. top half of the screen was in one world and the bottom half was in the other. I like how it's yeah. not just transitioning the whole screen at some. Yeah, so got that so it does sometimes, and I'll 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 talk about that. So mm -hmm. I so what's really this game, as you can expect, uh, is about a woman named Marianne who is a medium. Um, she can see into and manipulate paranormal entities, entities, and things, and experience. It, it's hard to say. I haven't. Uh, it, she does so many things that it's mm -hmm. it's hard to say. There's probably more that I'm missing. Um, so it starts off with you having to find a tie clip for her father um, who passed away and you're walking through his, her his apartment and you're kind of learning about it. Um, and once you do that, you you help him pass. So a lot of what she does is trying to help spirits who are stuck in, let's say, uh, purgatory pass. They they have a weight on their shoulders that they need to they need to do something uh, in the beginning. It's her father. Her father wanted to talk to her and and she helped him pass um in this here i believe this is inside of the hotel the clip that's going through right now and what happens after you help her father pass is that um she gets a phone call from some guy who says hey i have the same powers that you do come meet me here and so she drives out and she goes to meet him at this place and it's this this wooded area i mean it's just all forest um and it's locked up you you get behind it and you see him and you try and look for him 
and basically you wander through this forest until you get to this hotel where this massacre happened where somebody murdered a bunch of people in this place and and it's a demon that took over and and possessed somebody and murdered a bunch of people there and that demon is still there and that demon is terrifying um one of the things that i find really interesting about in this game is how they deal with puzzles which is pretty much through the split screen view which is where she can basically see into um let's call it the upside down from stranger things because to me that's really what it seems like it is the same world but in in this dead version of that world um the one I, I you know we talked a lot about how we thought that there would be a lot of problems trying to run two games in this and i can tell you that they kind of this this gives it a lot of credit this video that you're playing right now because i don't think personally that the graphics in the other world looks as good as the main game they definitely you can see where they dumb it down you know there's some shadows missing maybe some reflections that aren't there um, but otherwise, the game runs fantastically well, except for a few crashes that my wife's run into since she's been playing it. The story is very good. The experiences are very lifelike. You know, running through a forest with these these leaves all around you and this ominous music in the background. It It plays into everything you're trying to do. It's not just you running for no reason. It's meant to put you into a mood before you get to where you're supposed to be going. And that mood is terrifying. I mean, they, when when we talked about jump scares in this game, there are. We have sat there and both been watching the screen and screamed at different places in this game where it jump scares the hell out of you. Can it I, is. Can I ask really you good. a question? Um, as far mm -hmm. as gameplay is concerned, I can tell the character looks different from the top screen to the bottom screen. Um, and uh, That is her other version. That's her... Like her hair, though, right? And flipped version. Okay, yep. so yeah. so is is her viewpoint technically happening from her in the underworld? Is that the idea that she is experiencing what she sees is underneath? Both. She can both. see both. Yeah, she can both. see both. Yeah. You when this happens, when this happens, yeah. she like she like goes like 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 something in her brain happens, and she can she splits interact with both. She splits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There are. Yeah is where you're just in the other world but i think it's as the the male character who we've just met and i can't really tell you much about okay i um and, and so would you recommend this game yeah i would i would if you're looking for a uh, a good story great music um good dialogue and just something to kind of creep you out a little bit man the demon and the demons in this game are horrifying yeah absolutely horrifying yeah yeah it's it's but good in a good way you know it's it's what you want out of a horror game like that it's how you feel when you play resident evil <laughs> well that actually brings us a little bit into uh our our very next segment which is late to the party um speaking of horrifying games um mm. Uh, this one's another horror game. So we're going from one horror game to another. And uh, this one, late to the party, our featured game this week is Phasmophobia. Now, if you have VR, or I think you don't even need VR to play it, you can play this game uh, outside of VR. It's four, 14 bucks on Steam. You can play it in 2D. It's uh, made by Kinetic Games. Great. It was released in September of 2020. And it's only uh, 14 bucks. And... Uh, it is quite possibly the most terrifying game I have ever, ever played. Now, I am playing it on the I'm VR. It's very good, too. It's very good. Um, we're all playing it on the VR, but you can play it on 2D if you want it on Steam for $14. And uh, 
Nick, you want to give any details on your experience? Because I know you're not a big horror game buff. And what do you what do you think about this? Listen, man? listen. This game is is this is it. This is it. If you're looking for that that next level scare during the pandemic, if you're missing uh, horror movies or horror experiences, this is it. This is terrifying. I don't know how the game plays on the PC. I'm gonna find out because it's the only way I think I'll be able to play it. Um, but in VR, the the way that the game is set up is that you, you're a ghost hunter and it's your job to go inside a house or a location and, and it's your job to um, basically discover what ghost might be haunting that place and identify that ghost. And um, the experience, at least that I experienced <laughs> while I was playing it with you guys, was just sheer terror. You've got your flashlight in one hand, which can easily be dropped. The game has a fantastic algorithm that picks up on special phrases used by the players playing the game. So when you say things like, I don't think she's here. I think we're safe now. Dude, that I was messing with her. Knew it triggers the game to bring the 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 ghost to you, the person that said that. If you anger, you're supposed to anger the ghost. So one of the ghost names is Kenneth Davis. You're walking around saying, is Kenneth Davis in this house? And you hear nothing until the third or fourth time that you're standing in your own bathroom. Mike might be downstairs in the washer room and you say, is Kenneth Davis in this house? And the I lights was... go off and then you hear, what? <laughs> and then the lights come back on and you're like, what just happened? And your reader's going crazy and your light's flashing and all of Dude. a sudden you hear Mike scream, it's in front of me! It's in front of me! While Chris is going, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see, it's in it's terrifying 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 dude i me and chris were standing in a room and all of a sudden our breath like just gets cold just breath gets cold and then i just see i'm like looking at chris and all of a sudden he gets lifted to the ceiling (laughs) and there's like a ghost there and he's dead and all i hear chris say is i threw my I threw my headset off i threw my headset off bro i it is it is borders it's it's borderline unplayably terrifying i i'm i love horror it's my favorite genre and i have a very hard in vr at least i'm gonna try it in 2d because i physically when it the build-up is everything in this game right so like the music that's sounding the 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 constant howling. You your walk ears. into a house and yeah. it's like it's like hollowed noise. Hollowed noise. Your, this it, this it's, howling it's, weird sound. This like humming. It's hard to describe, but it's it's really hard to describe. Fucking terrifying. Even <laughs> really now, the gameplay that I'm watching is. Oh, I really, I just noticed that it was on the screen. And watching it, it is it, messing they, me up, man. They do, they do it fantastic with the light because from when I saw some people playing it on YouTube earlier, they. The ghost was there oh, when they fuck. put the light on her, then gone when they moved the light, and then back when they turned the light back. It was great. <laughs> oh, it, cre- it really and creeps me out. Them walking said, through there is making Chris, me I sent you an article that said, first of all, that it's the ghost that you see in your mind is the one that scares you the most long before you see the ghost. But also I told you that... Bro, Nick, oh a ghost came out last night and put his eyes his over hands. my face. Bro, his, or his, his hands. hands over my yeah. eyes. And I mean, I... I was done. I, I closed my eyes and just... One just, person that was... I'm, I'm done. Person, that's it. <laughs> one person that's been talking about this game a lot this month said that it's even more terrifying to watch someone else play it than it is to 
play. Just itself. nope, zero percent chance. That's, they said that's that. The they case. said that. They said that. Watching people play this, like watching the three of us play this, almost feels Ugh, like you found a God. found footage movie. It seems like you're watching the Blair Witch when we're all like, "Is it in here? I don't think it's in here. I think we're fine." Oh my gosh, it's right there. You know what I mean? That it's, intense it's, panic. It's it's realistically like when I opened a door in the game, right? And and uh, and oh my and gosh, like you, you can feel the when, tension now when, in this when, basement. When when you open when you open up the door, right, and it creaks open, and you got your flashlight, and you got to peer around the corner of the flashlight and see what's open the door, and then you it. you see it leads down to a basement. You just want to slam that door Chris shut. Always and does run. it. Chris, Chris will open the door and be like, "Please don't be a basement." Yeah, it's dude. It's it's a horrifying. It's almost Chris, unplayable. It's don't almost play with Chris because what Chris does is when Chris sees the ghost, the he fear. runs outside and then he gets in front of the door so you can't get out. And yeah. You're stuck in there with the ghost. And you know what I do? I just look at the door and close my eyes. Yeah, dude. I never. <laughs> I don't think about closing my eyes. I can't. I'm realizing I'm a lot softer when it comes to horror than I <laughs> thought I was. Oh. I thought I had a bigger wow. backbone when it came to horror stuff i mean i love horror movies and ho the whole horror genre this i can't play i physically can't play this game properly i can't like see the ghost and be like oh and shit. you know that and, and the difference is, is can't do it like you say like in real life you would say oh that this house is creepy but you know that there's nobody that has seen the type of things that they show you in this game they've never seen it on camera has never been recorded right. but in this game you know for a fact they are physically trying to jump scare the shit out of you. Yeah, and no, I do believe they succeed on a monumentous level. There, there yeah, isn't no. anything. You don't spend a dollar on Halloween Horror Nights. Don't spend a dollar on any kind of horror experience come Halloween. Spend $14 on Phasmophobia. Buy yourself an Oculus headset and be prepared to get the living shit scared out of you worse than you ever have in your entire life. You can't spend $14 better if you already and have I a headset. And I promise, if even if you've played this game just just regularly, just on your monitor, yeah. it play it in VR. It does not... It, it it's a completely different experience. Like I it's, said, I almost can't even. I can't do it. I, I I'll get in it, but I yeah. I can't. I, I keep it. asking. I keep asking everybody to play it, and Chris just keeps going. Man, I don't even. I honestly don't even think I, I could play. I commend it. you on that, Mike, too, because you're someone. You've you've said yes like five times now. No, he. I mean, uh, and it's a good game. We're both. No, we're it terrifies. But I like. I like that sort of I, adrenaline. I rush. do too. Mm -hmm. Except when I got and, home the other day. But I don't want to be day. doing it on my own. When I got home the other <laughs> I agree. day, and I get home. Different. To my house and i'm all alone and like a cold breeze rubs up against my leg and i'm like in the back of my head remembering this game like that's never happened to me it's, before ever it's like it's I'm, like if somebody asked me you know when people say oh if they jumped off a bridge would you jump off a bridge i'd be like well if i'm doing it with other people maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> if he Alone? goes if he goes nah, first so. if he goes first i'll jump in let's <laughs> let's do this shit man no i, yeah, mean, I mean, if you that, imagine playing that game on your own no, I Yikes. it's it's unplayable. You can't do that. You can't. I mean, I I commend anyone who can. If there's, I mean, some... not unless you like torture. Yeah, I, it's I don't, torturous. I it don't. would be torturous to play alone. Torturous. It that's a great word to great word to use. You know. Um, and the positional audio on the on the Oculus completely does it justice. Yeah. it is horrifying I'm, in every sense my, of the word. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my headset right now, thinking that I probably want to jump into it again yeah I'll, I'm, I'm down but again kinetic games 
Respect, man. Respect. You did it. You did it. You absolutely nailed it on the yeah, head. Yeah, let's talk about that. So let's say this. That's a hell. That that game's fourteen ninety nine. And right, arguably one of the greatest uh, horror or VR experiences you can get. Right. For, that, for fourteen that, bucks. You know, I Not mean, for it's a period on the headset. Yeah. I, I have most of the the AAA games, and that game still has me thinking about it. Yeah. While we're on the conversation of VR, really quick, I did I did want to bring something up if it's okay because I thought it was really big. 60 plus games made over a million dollars. Yeah. Did you on guys VR? see that? I did on see VR, that. VR games, yep. 60 plus, and 10 of them made over $10 million. That's fantastic for VR gaming. Yeah. That's, Especially that's, the small user really base. Big. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really big thing. And it's, and you can't even say it's small anymore. I mean, think about it. The three of us have one, Chris or, or Nick, your brother has really? one. Yeah. Well, I, the way, the way that I was saying to Chris is we arguably agree that these things could easily sell for four fifty, and they're selling them for a slither of the price to get these bad boys out there. They're still making money off of them. We're I'll tell you what, that, not, that strap, but... that, that strap allots them a lot of money because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it doesn't seem like it, but all that plastic you don't have to use just mm-hmm. that, that's, I mean, that strap is, what does that strap cost? Nothing yeah, that they put totally. on it. <laughs> I know? totally agree. I'm just saying they, they, they have a special piece of hardware here that they're letting go for cheaper than the headphones that I'm wearing yeah. on my head right now. Yep. You know, they are, uh, and, and arguably they outperform the headphones. It's ten yeah. to one, and you know, I mean? and, you, know are... you can say you can say that that a P, adding a PC to that really enhances that experience. It does, but 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 maybe maybe you should be looking at it more that 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 headset really complements your PC very very well. Well, I can tell <laughs> you, you right now, I have PC, a, I have a rig, gaming. and I don't really use it other than for phasmophobia. And there is plenty of hours I have put onto this headset for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I have got mm-hmm. my worth out of that headset a hundred times over, and I'm. If you don't have and a Chris PC, had to really crunch the numbers before he got it. So yeah, I, I'm telling you, I made some math. I mean, I did get it as a gift, so you know, I didn't actually spend the money. But I, I you I'll know, tell you what, oh. after using it for after using it for about uh, two weeks now or so, or about a week or so, um, I, I arguably, I'm I'm happy, but I'm. I'm now looking forward to the future. So I have looked into the HP Reverb G2, and I have looked at side-by-sides between the Index, the Reverb, and the Quest 2 uh, of the internal lenses. Somebody's done a fantastic review on YouTube, and I'll have to get his name for you guys next week. And he really does show inside the lenses, as you get further away in like a Formula One game, the, the Reverb seems to hold that, that image right in the distance as they're going around the corner. Quest starts to blur. Index still good, not as good for some reason. But the but this HP reverb looks looks the business, and it's five hundred um, and fifty dollars. I will wonder about a, some things on that though. I think the controllers yeah. are the question. Mm-hmm. I want to say that the there there are some questions on it that that I I, I don't know if I agree yet. I agree, and I did when talking to my brother. I said that I took the trade off. I believe with being able to go virtual desktop and wireless and have slightly less resolution to me is the win. Um, I think it's for sure worth it. I'm looking forward to what is coming next. I'm very excited for the Quest 3, whatever comes next, Quest 2 Pro, whatever. I'm very excited to see whoever else Amazon gets in the game. PlayStation are probably seeing the success of the Oculus and rethinking their PlayStation VR strategy. Um, And if that happens, perhaps Microsoft will enter the race and then we'll really, you know, have something special here. 
Yeah, I I think that uh, VR the future we're betting on a horse here with Quest, you know, and and as you mm-hmm. said, you know, us having uh, PCs allows us to purchase all of our games on Steam, and not in our headsets. And so, I do believe that Valve you know. are investing a lot of money in themselves too. We can say all day long that Facebook. I do believe Facebook will be the pioneers of social VR, but without companies like Valve putting triple A development costs into games that didn't make them back the money that they spent on the game themselves. That's the only thing that's pushing it forward. We talked about a recent story this week where Valve said, we are releasing three VR games this year, or at least we're working on them. And they are triple A VR games. And we are aware that some of the things we're doing in the games might not work for VR. But unless we make these games and try these things, no one's ever going to know. And we talked earlier in this week, Chris and I did, about how it's nice to see Valve taking the general hit for the team. Although it does stabilize their uh, future by making cool games and people saying, well, VR does have a future, it's still a costly uh, uh, it's still a costly loss for the team when you're saying like, yeah. okay, we'll make these badass games and we're the only ones doing it and only 1% of the gaming market has headsets, but let's go. I mean, yeah. look at Google's canceling Google Stadia Studios. Yeah. I mean, that's it shows you how much it actually costs. The risk involved in actually making a game. Sure. Mike is, is the owner monumental. of Steam a gamer. He is a gamer at his core. Say that right? again. The owner, Who? the owner? The owner of Steam likes playing games, right? You I'm not know? sure. That's a good okay. question. I'm going to ask Daniel that. Yeah. yeah. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> See what he says. <laughs> He's, 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 and he'll get back to us. Yeah, right about to check that out. I mean, I, uh, I, I definitely want to roll from the VR conversation into uh, a little bit more towards the cloud gaming sector, um, because I know Mike, not just uh, VR, but you've been playing a lot. I, I guess cloud gaming is probably not the word, right? Uh, we're gonna get into your tech oh, talk no, now. Peer to peer gaming. Peer to peer gaming. Can you tell our peer-to-peer viewers peer-to-peer a little gaming. bit about uh, during your tech talk here on a? Uh, software i guess called parsec what do you use here mike and what's it for <laughs> chris you're sounding like an old man bro no, no i'm just what, what do we got <laughs> what do we got in front of us here man i because i have yeah, no, no. I, I, admittedly so i know nothing about parsec whatsoever we yeah no up. that's that's okay yeah. that's okay i because i know that there are a lot of people that do know what it is and hopefully there's a lot of people that also don't so they can learn something about it from here from us here so, Chris, actually, if you could put up on screen, I don't know if you can, but you can go to parsec.app, okay. and that I'm is that their website. Right yep, and you can take a look at it. So, Parsec is a peer-to-peer service and program that allows you to remotely play and access your computer from pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, it also, they've they've kind of gotten a little more serious now and now they do like team subscriptions and stuff like that for people to be able to work and do the same thing especially with the pandemic um but for people who travel a lot uh like me and who are always out and around it's really nice to be able to get a lag free experience to all of the games that i enjoy to play on my pc i was just recently in west virginia and uh skiing and i was kind of feeling like i wanted to play some pc games popped on parsec where I made sure that my PC at home was on and had Parsec running and I can remote right into my computer at a crisp 60 Hertz and 60 frames. And it plays flawlessly. I was playing cyberpunk 2077 without an issue. Um, wow. 
Does this work with VR? Or is that not a thing? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, this no, but virtual desktop does the same thing, but for VR. I can t- I could I had virtual desktop running on my computer at home while I was out there too, and I could have remotely played it. The the latency is just too high. It's right. it's far too high. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta both be on fiber connections. Gotcha. And even then, I mean you're you're still gonna get, I think, too much latency for it to crack. I agree. But, but what's this, really nice still, Parsec sounds fantastic. What's really nice about Parsec is that I can pretty much play a game for six. I could play a game for six or seven hours, never have a problem, not have a problem. I, I don't know how they do it. Um, for anybody who's really worried about it, because peer to peer communication does require you to connect to somebody else in order for it to play. So like, so like my phone or my laptop connecting to my desktop, um, they do use, they do encrypt all their traffic using DTLS 1.2. So you're good there. Uh, they do have multi-factor authentication if you're worried about somebody getting into your account and accessing your computer. Um, one thing that I really like is that, and maybe some people don't, is that Parsec will still allow you to remote into your computer when it's at the lock screen. So like you don't have to keep your computer unlocked. You can log into your computer once you connect to Parsec. It runs in the background as a service, so it can also run at computer startup. Um, uh, a really interesting portion about Parsec that I find to be a lot of fun and, and a really cool way to meet people is that you can host your PC publicly. So let's say I'm playing a game of Cuphead. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Cuphead. Yeah. Okay. Well, they recently put it in the Tesla cars. <laughs> they also put the Witcher 3, which I found really interesting. Hey. Um, <laughs> so something that's really cool is that you can host your computer. Say I'm playing Cuphead or say I'm playing anything that's multiplayer on the PC. I can host that publicly and people can and and people can just join me and play mm-hmm. locally as the second third or fourth player and i can host yeah. as many people and as you're i want the host or, yeah and they're and you're the host. Your network. Yep. Yeah. you're the host the only thing they can do is control the game you don't have to surrender control of your pc they would now when they're doing peer-to-peer does that essentially mean if you're remoting into your pc can they remote into you and play their single player game using your pc's power to power their game or do they need to have their own pc running no they're they're using my pc to play the game they are actually remoting in they just can't Mm -hmm. control anything except yep the character in the game they can't they can't open my start menu or something like that or close out of the game or anything like that yeah that's Um, how that network is able to be across all of the country because everyone who's using it is propping it up yep Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So Silicon Valley uses, uses everybody. Yeah. Kind of like mm-hmm. uh, a decentralized internet connection. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, it's very right similar, about. but I'll tell you what it, it is. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they're real big into, uh, they, they give game developers their SDK. They want it to grow. It's a really great team of people. Uh, they're all gamers. If you look at their, um, when you go and look at the company and you look about about them and you look through everybody in the company, they all host their like favorite game and, and you know, what they grew up playing, um, what their job title is. It's, it's a really neat company and what they've grown from. I started playing with Parsec back when it first came out and it's just amazing the strides that this has made. I, I don't know that anybody has as, as low a latency gaming from anywhere. I was on my phone connection playing using parsec on my laptop just off of a hotspot and, and is it playing free 60 frames yeah it's free it's a free app hmm. 
All you do is sign up for an account, install Damn. it on your computer, install it on your... It, there is one caveat. Uh -oh. They do not have any iOS app. So oh, well, yeah. iPhone and iPad are out. I really wish they did. Parsec, please work that out, please, because I really love my iPad and I'd love to be able to play it. It's a fantastic app. If you have any questions about it, I've been using it long enough. I could probably help you out. But yeah. I would highly, highly recommend that anybody who wants to do, you know, any type of remote gaming on their on their gaming rig. Silver level it. subscribers can get access to Mike in the post show. Come check us out, patreon.com forward slash high input games. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you for the tech talk, man. I'm going to actually yeah. download Parsec as soon as we get off of this because uh, I would love to have that on our uh, our next trip that we're taking. That sounds badass, man. Well done. I, uh, I do want to dive into what's new on demand, our uh, final segment of the show here where we discuss a couple of shows and movies that have released on some of your favorite on-demand network streaming apps. And uh, Mike, I believe you want to tell the viewers about a new show on Showtime called Warrior? Or was this from last week? No, that's from last week, I think. I think that that made the it, jump here. It might have been. I mean, I I guess it's not a new show, and it's it's not actually running anymore, so I don't know if that's a good <laughs> Well, we probably shouldn't, but I mean, is it good? It is a really – it's, it's... – <laughs> That's all right. We're human, not, right? It's not yeah. going on anymore. Damn it, it's not David. a great show. David can't recommend yeah, so it I, any I mean, I could, I could tell you about it. I really, really – I, I love it. So basically what this show is, is it is a um, martial arts Western. Okay. So well, it takes place weird. in the 1860s um, when uh, there's a lot of Chinese immigrants either coming from where the railroads were being built um, when they were being built um, or they're coming in from China uh, to help build San Francisco and, and a lot of other things in the country. And hmm. the show is mostly about it's during the Tong Wars, which were the wars between the different Chinese gangs um, in Chinatown when Chinatown first was being built in in San Francisco. And so it's really neat because, man, the, the martial arts that goes on in the show is incredible. But it the politics that goes on in the entire thing is is really good. It's only got two seasons from 2019 and 2020. But I really, really enjoy this. I'm actually shocked that this show doesn't have more seasons. I'm, and I'm really sad about because it's so good. Did they get canceled um, or are they still on the air? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I just know that when I started watching it, I looked up how many seasons there were. And, oh, people are saying they're hoping they get more seasons. Okay. Soon. So well, we'll maybe there will be. Maybe it has to do with the pandemic. Well, um, but if you, like, if you like politics, if you like really good martial arts, um, it, it and great acting. I mean, everybody in that show is a phenomenal actor. I, I I have to say that I really really like the show a lot. There was a show I used to watch called Hell on Wheels that was a badass show. Uh, you know what? And it was very, set in that same time period, a yep. little western while they were yep. building the railroad. Well, that, that's a little before it because that's when they started building the railroads yeah. and they were building them across America. Yeah. Um, well, they actually they once they get that to a lot. That, the last season in Hell on Wheels, they get all the way out west, and he's now working that's for right. the other guy working his way east and. That's All right. the Asian immigrants and stuff are over there working for that railroad company. It kind of has that vibe to it from what it sounds yeah. like. I'll, I'll check it out. It's it's really cool how this goes in and out between them speaking Chinese and American. The yeah. uh, English, the the actual, the Chinese characters, they all can speak Chinese. But they it goes back and forth depending on who they're in front of. So like if the it's Red just redemption to it, kind of if they just if they if they want you to focus on what they're talking about more than then they'll they'll have them speaking English. Okay. Um, 
but you know if they're around a bunch of they call them ducks they call you know white men white people ducks uh Racist. and and the irish too because the <laughs> irish are the, all the irish are the police and they're all assholes and they're all I'm trying all to for the, i'm all for the extra languages too because while i'm watching narcos right now it would not be as authentic no, as it is not at all not narcos at all. is a gem rich. of of, I'm, of nuance with language man I'm they telling do you, it yeah, so this, well Chris, I actually think both of you would like this show. I'll check it out, man, because I love that time period. That's one of my favorite time periods it's, in movies. It's super and interesting. I mean, yeah. it's about like the 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 lady that the main actor gets in with is like the mayor of San Francisco's hus uh, wife, and so he a lot of stuff has to happen with how the Chinese are handled out there because they're it's such a large group and they have to keep them happy. But the Irish are very angry because they're losing their jobs to the cheap Chinese labor, but it's really hard. Everyone's trying to play both sides. And then you've got the actual, the Tong, the Tongs who are at war with each other because of the opium trade going on there and who runs the opium. It's, it's so good, man. Uh, we'll check it out. It's we'll, very good. Again, guys, that's a warrior on Showtime. If you're interested in checking that one out and uh, want to pivot into Netflix a little bit with Nick, I got you. Uh, you watched a couple of seasons here of Paul Rudd's living with yourself. Is this only a, one? It was, it was a limited, it's a limited, limited one series. It is a limited series. Limited series. It was eight episodes, uh, roughly 30 minutes a piece. You can binge this bad boy out in four hours. It was absolutely awesome. I mean, I really <laughs> did enjoy it. It was great. What's it about? Well, it's about Paul Rudd being in a, like a dead-end relationship. And so he decides that he is going to go to a happy spa. And this happy spa is uh, recommended <laughs> by his friend at the office who is overachieving. And he wonders why this guy is overachieving at the level that he is achieving at versus how he used to act. He's like, he used to be this scared quiet guy hiding behind the interns what happened to you he's like well you're not really a threat in the office take this card <clears throat> and go to the spa so uh paul rudd the main character calls and this all happens in the first 20 minutes calls the number on the card the number on the card says it'll be fifty thousand dollars for whatever happens at the spa goes to the spa goes to the bank gets the 50 grand comes back gives it to the the guys they gas him up there seems to be an issue when he's receiving the gas and you can see the, um, the, the spa parlor employees talking to each other saying like, there, this is bad gas. This is not going to be enough to put him out. And the next scene, um, is, is Paul Rudd digging himself out of a grave in the woods and he's wrapped in cellophane and he pulls himself out. He's gasping for air. He can't really, he's like, what happened? Did they drug me and just dispose of my body? Do I have all my organs? Uh, so he runs home and he looks through the window and, or I think he creeps into the house and he hears somebody upstairs. And as he comes, as he hides behind the staircase, the guy that comes down the stairs is his clone. And they have this quick altercation in the garage where they come to learn that, wait a minute, I'm a clone. You're the real version of me. Uh, he says, well, how did you even get home? He said, I woke up on uh, the, the bed in the spa feeling totally refreshed. I just came home and, and started your life. And he's like, that's my life. That's my wife. And you get into these amazing, the episode overlaps each other. And I won't go too much detail, but episode one, two, and three almost take place at the same time. Episode four shows a big reveal 
Then episode five takes it back to see the wife's day that leads up to that reveal. So the, 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 the pacing in the show is fantastic. It's an old show. It's been out for a long time now. I think it came out in 2018. Um, but, but I couldn't recommend it enough. If you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, it's not very long. You'll be able to finish it very quickly. And, it's only like uh, 20 minute episodes, right? They're, yeah, they're 20, very 20, short 30 episodes. Minute episodes yeah. yeah. And um, it is a mix of humor and um, drama. And, and drama. It's, yeah, it's like because, dry. It, 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 it's hard yeah. to explain. It's Paul Rudd. The, but first, the first three episodes leaned heavy into humor and then they kind of took a dive. Into well, it was like him now. freaking out and not. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Freaking out and, and, and the, it, it, without spoiling anything, it, they bring up the challenges that you never really thought to think about that like if you were cloned and your memories were cloned, the moment that you and your clone go and do separate things that day, you're no longer the same person anymore. He's experienced things that you haven't experienced. You're experiencing things that he hasn't experienced. And the idea that they play with that one of your clones or one of you may get jealous of the other one and do like very, very, and have very, very bad thoughts towards the other person really led me to believe like, wow, like even when you're happy, uh, you can't be happy. And I love how the main character says to the clone, why don't, why can't you just disappear? You have a perfect life right now. You don't have any ties. You could just go. You could just leave. And the clone looks at him and says, yeah, and I, you could do the same thing. You could take the money. I'll stay with your wife. You have no ties. You could just leave. And you realize in that moment that like everything you do in your life is your life. Because he's like, I don't want to go anywhere. This is my life. You know what I this mean? This is my life. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he was feeling complacent before he went in there. Before it that, is a yeah. Good, it like, is a very good show. Do. Yeah. And mm -hmm. all that, guys, is the first episode. The first 25-minute episode. They are, like I said, really, really good. We'll check that one out next. I, I want to throw a little shout out here right at the very end. Uh, we just discovered oh, I that guess on... that's four hours. Yeah, it's four hours. Four hours. hours. Yeah. Four on, hours. Yeah, on... that's a, you could literally finish that in one evening, guys. I that's spread it out over two and you'd be done. Yeah. Well, we'll check that one out next. Um, there is also a case, a uh, little shout out here at the end. Uh, on Prime, Survivor is now out. I know on Netflix, they have two seasons, episodes or seasons 20 and 28. On Prime, they have like 15 different seasons, and we are loving every second of it right now. Me and Paige have dived into Survivor a little bit. I know it sounds weird, but man, that show is so Can good. I ask a side question that is not sure. even related to Survivor? Did you watch that show alone? Oh, oh dude, it's the best. Brittany it's, and I both watched that too. There's nothing better there than that. There we go. Nothing... Spark a little bit of enthusiasm no. from the team yeah. there. No, I'm is that good? It's Nick. It's, it's so yeah. alone. Oh, it's, uh, it's wild, it's, man. It's by far and away the greatest Survivor style show ever Joe made. Joe Rogan said the they, same thing. They, they, they he had a guy on his show from they, it. They literally give these guys you they give them they give them training and how to film and they give them all their equipment they drop them off with this big black box by helicopter they are completely alone they don't have a film crew the there second they hit the there. red button they it's get, over it's over dude it gets it gets it gets weird for so, a lot of people really so fast listen like, the very last uh, the last season there was a guy he burned his whole shell his shelter oh, burned yeah, down while he was sleeping in it it was burning and he was like shit 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 and it, they're in the arctic they're in the tundra it is there is i his lake is frozen solid there is snow on the ground it's negative 20 degrees outside and his shelter burns to the ground he grabs his box he's in his underwear and he's outside his shelter is burning it is a blaze he hits the red button they say sorry guy 
Helicopter can't be there till morning. We can't fly in. The lake is frozen, so they couldn't boat in. They can't fly in until morning. And guy's like, what the fuck you mean? My shelter just burned down. I don't have any shelters. They're like, I'm real sorry. Survive. And this man has to now sleep outside in the dark in negative degree temperatures in his underwear and gather some things. And there's some like, obviously his shelter fire is only going to last so long. And he like builds this berm and the smoke that's up is emanating heat. And he just built this berm right next to it. And it's like cuddled up next to this. Like he built this snow he's berm. in this snow berm. Snow and berm. And, the, and the taking the smoke to try and just sit there as long as he can to try and survive till the helicopter got there. I mean, it is legitimately they are at risk of dying. I mean, none of them do. They're, this one of dude course. kills a fucking moose. You know, I mean, it's it's unreal. I am what what they I do. It makes, it makes Survivor look like child. Oh, Survivor's not a Survivor game. Yeah, Survivor's not, a drama a show. Is it, you know, and, and but Survivor's like, entertainment. I Survivor's that, a drama I show. I this is I'd not that. So many good this things is, about the show alone, and I was yeah. like, I bet they guys have seen it. Alone, alone is the best Survivor. Uh, survivors like and recommended to the viewers without a doubt. If you're not watching Alone, you're screwed up. I mean that. Watch that immediately. You know, but there you go. With all that said, guys, that that gives you a little bit of idea on what we do here at High Input Games. We uh, give you a little bit of everything. Some news, some games, some entertainment information, but uh, stick with us and hopefully you'll watch us grow into incorporating a whole bunch of other things. And again, depending on what you're watching, check us out. We're High Input Games literally everywhere. That's on Twitch, uh, YouTube, Twitter. You can even catch us uh, hopefully shortly on Spotify. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up everywhere and uh, keep yourself posted and hope to see you guys next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. See you then. Bye, guys.